Hello and welcome to the Huntington Music Podcast. Today I'm joined by Tim Burnage, subject leader for music at Huntington, and Liz Dunbar, the York Pathfinder lead for music. This session is uh, all about composition and what we find tricky and difficult. It's a hugely challenging thing to to teach GCSE and A-level pupils. So, uh, Tim, what would you say is the, the toughest part for teachers uh, or for you um, trying to get compositions off the ground with GCSE students? I think there's a couple of things that I find really challenging. I think, um, number one, uh, we often say... Uh, if you've got 20 students in a GCSE class, there are 20 routes through the course. And that's mm. uh, particularly true of composition. So you have uh, students that want to compose in, in, in a range of styles from, you know, somebody who wants to write something uh, sort of of a classical art music uh, bent all the way through to uh, your grime rapper and everything in between, really. Um, so being um, across so many different styles and being able to advise um, and support um, is definitely a challenge. And I think also when I think back through my experience as a musician, um, I, I came to this first and foremost as somebody who learnt the piano for many years and um, had a real interest in how music worked. But I loved analysis at university and that was the focus of my degree, was very much sort of playing and analyzing music it wasn't particularly creating music myself so the last formal composition training I had was in 1999 um, mm. which is a long, a time, long ago. time ago um, and so that that is it, that's one of the issues that, that we bring to this is that sort of lack of to a certain extent experience in composing ourselves mm. um, and that's something this year that we're trying to change isn't it and something we're trying to work on as a department. Um, and we're really lucky to have a partnership with York University. More on that later, but I can see what you're trying to do here. You're trying to get out of the composition teacher's confessional. So okay. what do you find hard about composition, Liz? <laughs> okay. <clears throat> I absolutely love teaching composition. Um, one of the first things I say to students is, is do me a playlist. Do me a five-track playlist and so I can find out what it is that you love. And then from there, I can analyse styles, genres, techniques, and I'll go, right, okay, so this is your pack. And like you were saying, with 20, you know, however many, you know, two groups of 20, whatever, 40 students, or with their own approach um, and their own preferences as composers and wanting, you're wanting to let students find their own route through this and not try and shoehorn them into something they don't want to do, is it is a big undertaking. So I think the challenge that I have is... Um, I can often see a route through uh, when students have got an initial idea or if there's a student stuck on something, I can often see a route through. And my biggest challenge is holding back, simply giving an answer, simply providing a solution rather than a way of thinking or a way of working. So because I'm such a kind of like pragmatic, impatient so-and-so, I often want to go, right, here's the answer, let's crack on. And you mustn't, you've got to let students find their own way, but help shape that way through structures, through um, um, frameworks that will enable them to find that way. So you've been uh, yeah, able to help give them direction, but without giving them the answer. And of course, that job becomes easier the more experienced 
that you are. Yeah. Um, so let's go to Ian because you're perhaps a little bit less experienced than Liz. I, mm. I think as we've established on previous po- podcast very <laughs> old <laughs> so um, well, what, just, what are you finding hard just linking back to uh, Liz's great thing with the playlists like the idea of influence um, I'm always quite surprised when students some students struggle to even give you any influence it's, it's kind of it's, they haven't thought about it in this way that you know as all art is created because you're influenced by previous yeah and then you do your own thing and then it's you create something new but it, that's always quite interesting when when students are kind of they genuinely can't even give you any like I, I don't know what my influences are so it's kind of that's a hurdle for some um but it's brilliant when you get them on that path because then I think that opens a huge door for them because they sit there with a, a, the equivalent of a blank piece of paper and just go, oh, well, what, what do I do? Mm. Um, and they don't, they, they don't realise that actually, well, you know, what music do you like? Because mm. yeah. as my background is a songwriter, lyrics, melodies, just kind of, you know, having such you strong influences, it's, it's, that's yeah. what I struggle mm-hmm. with because mm. it's like, oh, all right, and you can hear things happening in your own mind. And it's like, how do I... It becomes intuitive that. and instinctive, and it's we yeah. we meet those Difficult. students, don't we? That, yep. that for whom composition is it is that, but it's it's for those but for everybody else. Let's just unpick that a little bit more. Then, um, so if we've talked about what's difficult for us, what's difficult for the students? Then we've got you know actually <laughs> lack of inspiration as an issue. Mm. What else do students find hard um, about composition? I think there's the initial stages and I think um, we're pretty good at doing kind of uh, opening with workshops and then um, developing technique. But um, you know that thing where students insist on writing from the start mm-hmm. of a piece of music and increasingly we're using, say, like timelines and or even like storyboards in some case to say, right, where is this piece of music going? Mm. And I will often say, you know, write me the biggest moment first. Yeah. Or write me something that we're working our way towards. So don't write me something that's going to go in bar one. Um, just you know, move into the middle of your project or something like that and write me something in bar 70 and just write me something and then move along again to bar 30 or something and write me something else and then let's see if we can join these ideas together. And then I think it's from their playlists is then finding models. Mm. And I will often say, okay, just choose one of the tracks now and find me a moment that you find wonderful. Find yeah. me a moment that you find, oh, I love that bit. And and then what we'll do is we'll take that apart, see how the composer did it, and we're going to use that technique, that method, and apply it to your work. And, of course, alongside that, though, I think one of the things that students struggle with is when they do put together a playlist of stuff they love, um, it might not have anything to do with the brief that they've been yep. given. Um, or commonly, one of the things I find is that students mainly, um, without being too generalistic, listen to songs. Um, but if they don't think of themselves as a vocalist or a songwriter and they want to write something instrumental, um, they find it a lot harder to generate ideas and models and and kind of sound worlds that they love from instrumental music because they don't listen to a lot of it and they don't know where to find it yeah um this is where kind of things like documentary comes in uh documentaries advertising film soundtracks intros to stuff um that's quite useful because that's a familiar sound world um, and so students can be drawn to that for purely instrumental music. And that's, that's part of our, our kind of job, isn't it, in supporting them to kind of yeah. point them in the right direction of things that they might be interested in or things that they might have heard 
that would be starting points for them. I think, you know, Ian, you were saying about um, students struggling to put together a five-track uh, playlist. I think that's why this year um, I did the four um, AQA playlists. Mm-hmm. And when students are stuck, I'll say, right, um, go and listen to the playlists and don't worry about choosing a heading just yet. Go and find something out of the, you know, 100 things that are there, 150 things that are there. Find something that really kind of grabs your attention. Let's go from there. It's it's great for the briefs, Um, you know, you putting playlists forward. Yeah, I think maybe with a free free composition, it makes potentially makes more sense for them to go away and, and you know that yeah. starting, their starting point could be music that they really enjoy. But yeah, it must it's so helpful. For example, yeah. the stargazing brief that's yeah, this yeah. year because they don't have that knowledge of uh, the repertoire. repertoire. Yeah, so helping them out, and, and it, it, once they've been through the process of maybe starting with their own influence and kind of tinkering around with ideas because they love that band and they want to sound like that band. Once they've been through that process, once of using an inspiration, you can give them a playlist of stargazing related music and then yeah. they can go through the process again. And usually students will hook into something because yeah. I try and make it massively varied mm-hmm. in styles um, from uh, some of this very kind of commercial to some of this really abstract mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully they'll find something. And then once they've found that thing, you can go, right, let's look at the techniques of this mm. composer and see how they got there. But it, it is very labour intensive because all of these things have to happen on a one-to-one basis. And we, yeah. of course, as we move from student to student, quite often students say, you know, where would you like to listen from in my composition? And I always say, I'm going to have to go from the start because I've forgotten I what sound remember. world, because yeah, yeah. we've got that many compositions to work with. <laughs> I've forgotten what sound world you're working in. I, I need to bed back into that, if you see what I mean. And I always say, feel free to take headphones off if you like. You don't have to listen from the start again. <laughs> but I need to... Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that's a, that's a, a one of the kind of classic issues that I come up. I hate my composition, mm. that experience, and I think there's a lot of students that um, are uncomfortable with that sort of work in progress, living with their imperfection, um, but also frustration as well, isn't it? That actually it doesn't necessarily sound like what I want it to sound or so what I hoped it would be. Mm. Yeah, that's all. That, that that's always an issue as well. But I think isn't it? we've got a few good techniques now going where um, you know s- simple things like the doubling technique. Where you know when you know Stravinsky's old trick of like put three instruments on one melody line and you've created a brand new instrument and you know how like Tim your obsession with timbre flipping love it <laughs> it's got it has it's so powerful in actually capturing a sound world um, and like we were talking about composition earlier if you can, if you've got that going and then you've got a few simple devices you know sticking things a couple of octaves apart or like even when we were talking about moving that chord apart yeah. and letting a bit of air into it and then inverted pedals and all those types of things i think if you've taught techniques then students do have a palette of things to work with absolutely I think that's key. Uh, the, the thing I love about timbre is it's so controllable for the students. Mm. You know what I mean, it's not, uh, it's not, it's not demanding, but it can transform mm. um, a, a, a kind of a project. So I, I often give them that. You can be really inspired by a great sound. Just you just kind of mentioned uh, kind of there. What do we need to do at kind of key stage three and say in the early stages of a GCSE course to ensure that um, students are skilled up for independent kind of composition work i think a lot of it's to do with um that balance of variety and uniformity 
So in any style of music, you know how we will often go, right, in this composition we need to move on now. There's a moment where if you feel it needs to move on, or this is where a melody should come in, mm. or this is where we need change, or this is where new rhythmic energy needs to come in. Um, I'll often do exercises where we'll listen to, you know, those classic compositions where you've got like 150 bars of intro <laughs> and the student <laughs> daren't take that leap yeah. and actually move on because they love it and they're trying to protect it, but mm. it is just a giant intro and it's quite often I will say right everybody just have a listen to this one we'll put it put that piece of music on and I say shout now when you want something new to happen and so okay. we'll listen to it and you know a few bars in there'll be a few no 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 and I'll go right let's stop there okay composer make a note of that because that's where your first change is going to happen did you notice how that happened really naturally in the room we wanted something to happen at that point and so quite often again that thing that you were talking about before Tim about students helping one another instead of it being the teacher that says let's you know let's yeah. uh, let's do this is if other students are saying no seriously something needs to change here then students do respond to that really positively and, and shouldn't that be part of the composition process anyway yeah. that kind of interaction with the a potential audience yeah that's, that's of kind course. of gold dust isn't yeah. it um and audiences do love oh it's that again brilliant that's the familiar oh border this now let's move on mm. On. I, I, no, I was just going to say. I think, I think one of the key things for me is um, uh, allowing enough time in key stage three and early days key stage four to practice skills. Yep. Um, deliberate practice is so important to any sort of um, learning experience, isn't it? And of course, as performers, you know, loads of them are having instrumental lessons and they're having that kind of regular input into their into their performance work. And, but um, when do they practice, when do they practice as composers? composition? Yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? It's, it's, Instead it's quite of going, new to a lot now, of them still. this is your coursework, get on with it. Yeah. Whoa, hang on, I've never tried this in my life before. Yeah. So it's important that we kind of pick that thread up all the way through Key Stage 3. And yeah. one of the things we're trying to do at the moment is kind of, you know, on each project, looking for the moment where we're releasing a bit more creativity, where we're developing a composition skill, or even just saying, hey, look, this is a great model. Yeah. Um, for your composition work, look at how this one's structured. How, look at how this one's organised. Yeah, we could we could use that in our own work. I love that thing of as well. You know, when students will come up with something quite complicated uh, in whatever element, you know, say it's a rhythmic element or a melodic element, and I'll say that's great. Now let's unpick that and let's meet it in a simpler form earlier in the piece. And then it will sound like you've developed to mm. that point. Instead of you now trying to make this more complex, let's thin it out. And it will look like a genius piece of thematic <laughs> development, but you've actually written it in reverse. Yeah, I love doing that. Or writing a melody and a counter melody simultaneously and then having one as an A melody, one as a B melody. And oh, look, <laughs> in the final section, they magically work together. <laughs> Who'd have thought that was possible? <laughs> and so, and so, like retrofitting stuff and writing pieces, not in reverse, but in not from bar one forwards mm. way. Absolutely right. <clears throat> well, I feel better for that. That was cathartic. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Thank you very much. <laughs> Good. Uh, well, thank you for joining us. And uh, as always, we'd love to hear from you. Do tweet us if you've got any questions, things that you want us to talk about. Uh, we'd love to hear from people. I hope this is helpful um, to you. And uh, do check out the Hunt School Music website for more goodies.